Let's talk right into the warm up as we always yeah. Here we go. It's episode one forty seven. Woo. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Wayne Lebrett. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Wade and Bryce Show without Wade and with Shane instead. <laughs> yes. You really, right there. you really hammered that Welcome one. Welcome to the there. Bryce and Shane Show. Uh, first comment we have is a hot dog is not a sandwich. Somebody's trying to bring back. Bring back our, you know, our debate from a little while ago about hot dogs being sandwiches or not. I think, but I think we convinced ourselves that like hot dogs were a sandwich or weren't. You might have convinced yourself. You did not convince. Hot me. dogs aren't a sandwich. They're not sandwiches, but they are tacos. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, they're not. I would, it's more fun to call them tacos than a sandwich, anyway. But regardless, um, you know what, Brace? Today, let's try something a little bit different. Let's just. Um, <laughs> Where's the thing here? It's the you purple one. Me. This one? Yeah, that's the one. Let's do it. There it is. We're going to get right to it with a moment of uselessness today. Brights, what you got? What do I got? I got three of the most boring places that are actually cool bars. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm eagerly anticipating your answers because I don't really know what the hell you mean. Right. Okay. Boring places that are bars? Okay, yes. So, uh, there's a place in New York called the, it's called Criff's Dogs. It's a hot dog restaurant. Very small. Probably about the size of this room. Very small. There used to be a hot dog restaurant in Regina, remember? Oh, yes. I never went. Neither did I. But I it was like I you would've. walk up and get your loaded dog of all sorts of things. Sounds good. So, in New York, there's this place. It's called the Taco Shack. <laughs> it's called the Taco Shack. <laughs> it's called Criff's Dogs. Okay. And it's just a regular run-of-the-mill hot dog shop. Right. With a nice old telephone booth in the back. Okay. So you go to the telephone booth. What happens in there? And then you dial the number for your reservation. And someone what? picks up the phone and the door opens into a secret bar. <laughs> and the bar's called. The bar's like in the back of the hot dog shop? Yeah, and you can't see it. It's called Please Don't Tell. Interesting. And so it's not much of a secret. You know about it. I do know about it. <laughs> It's on the internet, obviously. Yes, it is on the internet. And the only way to get a reservation is to call between 10 and it's like two o'clock. And the reservations fill up every day in like 20 minutes. Very cryptic. So, um, okay. So these are like interesting, boring, run of the mill places with something else behind right. it. Right. Also in New York, there's a place called Sunshine Laundromat. Okay. And it's... Sounds boring. It's a laundromat. Okay. As you walk in, there's one pinball machine near the front door. Okay. The further back you get... This feels like a video game, like Resident Evil That's exactly what it is. You, you get to the back and you notice that the back wall of just laundry machines is actually just a fake wall. And you go around it and it is the world's largest collection of rare pinball machines. Oh, really? And you can go play them and have a drink. We should do... And that's... Where is that one? That's in New York. As well. In, yeah. Okay. There's if a couple this, in Austin, but I'm not going to talk about If this next one's in New York them. too, we're going. This next one's London, England. Never mind. We'll stay here. It's called Ladies and Gents. Okay. It's in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's going to be changing its name pretty soon to like non-gender specific Yeah, exactly. Washrooms. Anybody can walk into this bathroom, yep. but as you walk in, you go through one stall and you're into a... Like old Victorian style bar that makes their own gin and all their own cocktails. Sweet. Right? Yeah. 16th century copper 
copper still in there. They make all their own. I know it wasn't much. Sounds fun. That's what we should do, though. It sounds like it'd be tough to do like a tour of all these places. They seem to be all over the world. We should open a bar here. Like a secret lumber yard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right back this way behind this regal display. (laughs) Back there, right? Get rid of the ping pong table, open the bar. Oh, ping pong bar. Yes, sir. So today's topic is is we're talking about five things. Five of the best places to spend money that ain't fancy. Yeah, that's right. We're going to talk about some places to spend some money that are great places to spend money that you might not think about wanting to spend your money because it ain't pretty. This feels like a really fast episode, by the way. Yeah, there's five things we'll get out of. We'll be out of here before nine minute mark. (laughs) So (laughs) what we want to talk about today, though, is like there... People come in when they're shopping. It's like anything. They want to shop on the pretty stuff, right? They want to get the prettier deck board or the nicer deck board or the prettier railing or whatever. Yeah. That's all fancy stuff that you get to actually enjoy and you can see your money spent, right? But there's actually a lot of places on a deck that you can spend money that's actually probably a wiser place to spend money. Right. Maybe we should have called this the five wisest places The wisest to places money. to spend your if money. If you want a smart deck, spend your money here. Right. So get like an Apple deck. It's probably, it's probably got AI built into it. Siri. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. You know what? If you had an Apple deck board, it would, you'd, there's already a market waiting. They might not know they're waiting, but if you call it <laughs> Apple anything. Oh, new Apple iDeck. Oh yeah. I really like that. Uh, best, uh, best kind actually. Um, so anyways, these are five places that we think are really good places to spend money where you don't have to necessarily do it. Most people don't, but it's a good place to spend it. And, uh, but you don't see it. When it's all said and done, yep. you've spent the money and you're like, oh, that costs an extra couple thousand dollars, but I don't get to see the benefit of it right. necessarily. So number one we're going to talk about is the upgrade from wood to steel framing. That's a big one. It is a big one. These are all big ones, Bryce. That's why we're doing a whole episode of the podcast <laughs> on it and we've chosen five. It's like, but it's like, uh, like reinforcing your basement. Yeah. Right? I you mean, know, like it could if, be. If you've got cracks in your basement, you have to fix your basement walls. Yes. No one's going to see it. This is, Yeah. <laughs> They're never going to know. <laughs> this is, why are we even trying to force this analogy? But let's say that we are. This is like, <laughs> okay, the, this is the equivalent of like, are you going to do a wood framed basement? Oh yeah. Like old school wood framed basement? Or are you going to do like an ICF foundation? It's a big upgrade on the, the foundation, the structure of the, right. the project that you're not necessarily going to notice on top. Well, in this case you might. But going from wood to steel framing, you're, you're, you know, you're going to spend a bit more money, probably a couple thousand dollars on the average deck. And what you're getting is the stuff that you don't necessarily see. The fact that that's going to last a lot longer than the wood deck. Your wood deck might get 15, 20 years, maybe, if you're lucky, out of your framing versus steel that's like, I mean, it's warranted for 25 years. Right. There's no reason to believe it's going to not, like... If any company's willing to warranty for 25 years, yeah. it's probably going to last longer. It's probably because it actually lasts 75. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going anywhere. Now, the one caveat we'll say is that from our chats with them in the past, like, it'll have a shorter lifespan in sea salt, like sea spray areas up against coast, shorter than it yep. would if it was in the interior where most people are. Um, but the upgrade is well worth it because you spend a bit of extra money. You're getting that 25-year warranty. So now you're guaranteeing that the framing is going to last as long as the stuff you're putting on top, which is mm-hmm. one of the biggest things. It looks good. It's powder coated black. It's yeah. not going to rot. It's not going to warp. It's not going to twist. It's not going to crack. So your overall finish on the rest of the deck, even though you don't see this stuff, is that you have a, a higher quality finish on top. It's nice and flat. It's going to stay nice and flat. 
It's just mm-hmm. going to be kind of in its perfect original condition forever. It's not going to move around and be affected by the elements like wood would be. Well, that's one thing I've, I've never understood since I started working here is the longevity of the deck board versus the longevity of the framing, the thing that holds it up. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like I said, it's not a fancy place to spend the money, but it's a really smart place to spend the money. money. So I don't know. I, I think it's worth considering. And if you're, if you're sitting there looking at, you know, kind of a, let's say an entry level uh, composite deck board from Fibron per se. Okay. And you're considering that against a higher premium board from Decorator's Voyage, per se. Per se. <laughs> and you're within your budget, you could do the fiber on Good Life board on steel framing, or you could do the Voyage board on wood framing. Oh, yeah. I'd be encouraged to tell you, like, go with a little bit less price point deck board mm-hmm. and upgrade on the framing. Yeah. Because you're going to end up with a longer lasting deck. And eventually the... The, you know, the looks, and you can get some nice, good looking boards in the Good Life line anyway. So it's not like you're giving that up a whole bunch. No. So I think you just like, I think you spend the money there and you, even though it's maybe not prettier day one, like you're going to get used to your deck in a few days anyway, after you're looking at it. Mm -hmm. So do you think that it's a good, uh, like future sales point for a house too? Cause I'm trying to think like, like someone that's young, that's moving into a house is going to be like. Why would I put a steel frame on my deck that I'm only going to be here for five years? Yeah, I mean, it's, for sure, I think it's probably more enticing for somebody who knows they're going to be in their house to uh, um, experience the benefit of it for a longer period of time. That said, it's a nice selling feature too. I don't know if you're going to sell your deck within three or four years if you're going to get all the money back at a steel framing that, you know, if you're just trying to quick flip, this isn't the answer, I don't think. Right, right, right. Don't, don't quick flip it and try to think you're going to make money and it's going to be a big selling point to the purchaser. Probably not. But I mean, think about... 15, 20 years down the road, though, if you think you're going to move then, well, your deck built on yeah. a wood frame is going to probably look a little bit gnarly after 15, 20 years, where if the wood frame, or sorry, the steel frame, it's still going to look great after 15 or 20 years. It's going to mm-hmm. look brand new still. Mm-hmm. So there's that benefit long-term. Uh, number two is the upgrade to helical screw piles. We're talking about foundation again. Yeah, foundation. So now this is not, um, I'm not saying use these over concrete piles. If you do a, an appropriate or a proper concrete pile, that's a fine solution too. But in our market, at least, a lot of decks are built not on permanent in-ground piles. Oh, and permanent in-ground piles here are very expensive. Yeah, I mean, you're talking three to 400 bucks a pile versus what people often do here, especially with lower decks, is that just they just slap them on grade. They put a, a sidewalk block down yep. on the ground, put some sort of adjustable footing on it, and like that's 20 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> 20 bucks, man. That's why they do it, right? People like to save the money there because it's not sexy. It's not fancy. It's like, well, why would I spend all this money there when I could get a nicer deck board? And like, this is the norm here. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's not, not normal here to see a deck built on just blocks. Right. If the deck's under six feet, as soon as it's over six feet, the, the game changes a little bit. You have to have piles. The problem with this though, is that at least in Regina and area and anywhere that has like expansive clay soils, Probably the worst solution to put your deck on is uh, just like blocks on top of the ground. Yeah, it's gonna move. Uh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Move. Not only with uh, temperature, so like it freezes here, obviously, very deep. Does it? And frost <laughs> heave can be a couple inches, three inches. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. So it, you know, frost can heave your deck quite a bit. Um, and not only that, but the soil here is very expansive when it gets wet and dry. And for the most part, we're a dry climate here, but sometimes you get into a wet snap like we just had there a couple weeks ago where it rained quite a bit over the last, you know, over two weeks. The ground couldn't even soak it up right. fast enough. And 
that clay soil when it when it gets wet expands. And so mm-hmm. even when it's not frozen, the ground can be doing funky things. So you put these little adjustable uh, feet on there. The problem is nobody ever actually goes out and, and adjusts them when they need to. So you oh, just, yeah, exactly. your deck just ends up out of level. Right. Like my deck. It's like shoes. I know this is a weird oh, analogy. Okay. Oh, see it through. I want to hear this analogy. Okay. So like helical piles are like shoes. Like you use your feet every day. It's what the, your whole deck sits on is going to be these four little or six or whatever it is, little feet. Yeah. Right. If you don't get good shoes, you're going to have back problems. hundred <laughs> 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 percent. Great analogy. Haney Construction says, if you intend to flip your house, don't hire anyone who regularly listens to listens to or contributes to this podcast. We all build for longevity and not just lipstick on a pig effect. Whoa. What's lipstick on a pig look like? Well, I think he's saying that like I'd pe- still buy people that, that are spending their days learning and researching right. and listening to deck podcasts. <laughs> like <laughs> those people are invested in their trade. They That's care. And they're going to build to the, like, to the best quality. They're not going to skip on things or skimp on things that, uh, that you shouldn't. It's true. <laughs> right. Well, so. and, and with the first thing about, I, I almost see, see steel framing as a pretty good, uh, like extra like sales bonus for your, for your house. Right. Like if my deck was built on steel framing now and I knew what it was, I'd be like, well, that's a pretty good, I'm never going to have to replace the framing on this deck. Most likely. Yeah. Ever. Yep. Right. Until the day I die. Right. Or leave this house. <laughs> Whichever comes first. <laughs> uh, number three. Now, if you're not going to do steel framing, I think this what? is one of the best ways to protect your frame is using a joist tape of some sort. G-tape is our preferred joist tape. Uh, heads and above everything else that I've ever used, and we really think it's a great product. So what that's going to do is you take your wood framing and you put a protective adhesive tape memory. Look at that shirt! We just got those in the mail yesterday. G-tape. I put that shit on everything. Flip her over. Deck dog shout out. Decker certified elite. These guys, <laughs> a couple shirts showed up in the mail the other yesterday, I think it was. Uh, yeah. And that's that's great timing, actually. I didn't even think of grabbing that. So thanks to Deck Dogs for sending us those shirts and very topical for today's podcast. G-tape. So G-tape, this is cheap. When we're talking about steel framing and helical screw piles adding a couple thousand dollars to your project, G-tape's going to add a couple hundred bucks. Like it's, it's a very yeah. inexpensive way to protect your frame. So we're talking about how the wood frame is going to last 15 years. We'll throw some tape on it at least. And that should help extend it. I don't, there's no science or like, there's no guarantee that's like we're adding G tape. adds 12 years to the, like, right. Yeah. There's no probably what it does. <laughs> like it's going to push your deck from 15 to 25 years, maybe with wood even. So add G tape. That one's a cheap and easy one. Even Might if you're building well, a yeah. DIY deck, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's something that the DIY person can do. Easily. Yes, very Puts easily. It, you know how to tape up things. Nothing changes with how you're going to build the deck <sighs> anyway. You just, before you put your decking on, you get some G-tape and or whatever tape of your choice. Tape um, of your choice. And tape the top of your joist. What it does is it creates a protective barrier so that the water isn't sitting and soaking into the tops of your joists mm-hmm. because that's where rot tends to occurs where these plastic deck boards, especially when it's composite, plastic deck boards sitting on top of wood and it's like the plastic is really unaffected by the... Yep, water. Plastic don't care. So the joist takes all the water, stays wet because it's capped with some plastic on top of it, so it doesn't dry out as fast, and that's going to encourage rot a lot faster than if it did have some airflow. And you're never going to see it. And you're never going to see it. The purpose of the G-tape is that the water doesn't soak into the wood in the first place. 
And then where you've got your fasteners poking in, creating holes in the treatment, well, the water doesn't get into there either because the tape self-seals around the fastener and keeps it out of there too. The side benefit is, yeah, you're not going to see it or the joist anymore. Right. Because by taping over the joist, you've now blacked out the color of the wood between the deck boards. So you don't even see that. So it gives you a nice clean look as a side benefit. Aesthetically, it looks nicer too. Camouflage in your joist. Steel framing is black already. It gives you the same effect. Yeah. This is the G-Tape is now the poor man's steel framing. The poor man's steel framing. G-Tape and Q-Tech. Right? <laughs> number, uh, number four, add some dry storage to your deck. So what I mean by this yeah, is... what do you mean by that? Yeah, right? Caught you on this one, hey, Bryce? I was like, what are you, what are you getting at here? I'm saying you could easily add a, some sort of water system to your deck, whether it be Trex Rain Escape or Timber Trek Dry Space or any of these rain systems that either go on the joist or under the joist that can keep the area beneath your deck dry. You're not going to see it. That's why it's on this list. It's a hidden, hidden. place to spend, spend your money that ain't fancy. Okay, gotcha. But if you, <laughs> if your deck is high enough off the ground that you ha- you have some usable space underneath it, oh yeah, whether it's for storage potentially, like that could become your shed. Save the 150 mm. square feet in the corner of your yard by not getting a shed and put a dry space system or yeah. a rain escape system on your deck instead and use the area underneath your deck. And it just like fits. Now in you've there. got a 300 square foot shed instead of a smaller shed taking up area in the backyard. And it looks way better. It, yeah, and it keeps your yard cleaner. It looks better. So now you've created dry space. Now, if you're up on a walkout where you actually have like head height underneath Usable your desk, space. Now we're now we're really talking. Yeah, because now you probably are going to have a patio underneath there. So now you've doubled up your square footage outside, and you can mm-hmm. use that space when it's raining out or whatever. I've seen some people that will screen in underneath their deck and create a like a screen room under the deck. Oh, wow, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's super cool. So double up your space. It's like you know this one is fancy. This, a, one, this is a fancy one. This is one. a pretty fancy one. This is a fancy like one. this one a lot. Um, so yeah, it's going to cost you a little bit extra. I don't know. Like depends on if you're doing it yourself or not. But your your cost on... I didn't talk about cost in the other one. Well, we kind of did. Um, you know, dry storage, if you're going to talk about rain escape, you can probably expect, depending on the system, somewhere between five and 10 bucks a square foot for the materials. And then if you're paying for somebody to install it, that'll be on top. But So before we move on to the next and potentially last one, what about fasteners? What a boot fasteners. Well, so it's like, is there, is there an argument to be made for like using hidden fasteners over other fasteners? Yes. Cause it, it ain't, fa- I mean, it is fancy though. I guess hidden fasteners are the fancy thing nowadays. Sure. Are they that much more expensive? No, not, not really. So most people go with them anyway. Well, most people here go with them anyway. A lot of places do still face screw their decks and, not up here. Why? Well, it, 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 I mean, technically it's stronger. I think just because it's more accepted. Like they're not, if, if that region has always kind of screwed down the decks and people are used to seeing like nice lined up screws and that's, mm-hmm. that's they don't care. Right. That's to expect to see. Here, I don't know why this is regional, but here it seems to be like you would never screw down a whole deck here. Uh, wood deck you would. Yeah, wood deck you would. But a composite deck, people here think composite means hidden fasteners. Right. And therefore, if you were to build a composite deck and face screw it with colored screws everywhere, people would be like, that's not what, that's, that's not, not what, what I was paying for. Right. Exactly. I'm sure it happens here and there, but it's not very common. You do composite, you also do a hidden clip. So, I mean, there, they might be a, a couple dollars more to do a hidden clip, but not, not much. Okay. Uh, but sure, that can be four and a half. It's four and a half. Yeah. Small. Number five. 
You ready for this one? I'm ready. We have a comment here that I should uh, oh, yeah, read mention it. here. Handy construction, but Shane, I can't see my pacemaker. So how does that help me any more than the joist tape or flashing that I can't see? Oh, keeps your heart going. Should keep that keep that one working. So what he's saying is spend money on a on a pacemaker instead of a, a tan, a faux tan. Mm. You don't want it, like tanning bed, you know? Oh yeah. Or yeah. a spray tan. What's yeah. your favorite spray tan? I don't have. Do you have a favorite spray? I didn't even know that you could have a favorite spray tan. <laughs> well, so this funny thing. Am I going to announce this in the podcast? Are you going to announce? Oh, oh, yeah. Announcing. Are we going to go here before we go to number five? I think five? so. I think let's, yeah, let's keep everyone in abatement. Ratchet it's it's relevant, so I'm, we'll say now. I'm dancing with a girl. Congratulations, Thank Shane. you. First Woo! time, 40 years, finally gets to dance with the girl. Was it a Sadie Hawkins dance? Did she ask you? What does that mean? I don't know. What the, I, You've uh, never heard of a Sadie no. Hawkins dance? No, I don't get the reference. Oh, it's just like the, heard those so. are like old, I would say like 80s, 70s and 80s dances. Oh. Where the, the girls would ask the guys. Oh, I see. Instead of the other way around. I don't know. that. I think this is a neutral third party kind of asked us. <laughs> the event organizer. <laughs> Thanks for playing into it, Shane. You just butchered the <laughs> shit out of that. No, I got asked, uh, uh, this is a couple months ago now, to be one of the dancers, or like not one of the dancers, to be the, the, the celebrity star contestant, half of the dancing team uh, for a, an annual event that happens in Regina and Saskatoon and Prince Albert where they raise money for a, um, how deep do I get into explaining this, for a medically integrated daycare Essentially. So for children who need oh, yeah. special needs yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. the daycare has, that's like the only daycare that has medically integrated um, programming for kids who need 24 hour medical supervision. Right. They have a fundraiser they do every year and it's based off the dancing with the stars TV show, which I can't say I've ever watched a full episode, but I'm, I'm sure most people are familiar with the concept. <laughs> right, they yeah. have a celebrity that comes in who doesn't yeah. dance. They have a professional dancer who gets teamed up with the celebrity who teaches them to dance, they come up with their team, they compete, right. blah, 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 blah. That's what this is essentially. So they reached out to the Ultimate Deck podcast. We use the term celebrity <laughs> extremely lightly here. But I was nominated as one of the star dancers, uh, I guess, because of the podcast and other things we do. I have, yep. I'm mildly recognizable in the city of Regina. People will see his face and be like, when he's standing next to the truck... Are you that guy that owns the ultimate deck? Are you that guy? So I got recognized yesterday play, or uh, Monday playing mini golf. Because you were next to the truck? I wasn't next to the truck, but they for <laughs> sure saw my truck first. And given that there's only 12 people out there, it was a pretty good guess. Probably the tall, lanky dude is likely the deck shop guy. The guy with the deck shop hat? Yes, the guy only wearing deck shop Likely gear. the guy. That's likely his truck. Uh, anyway, got asked to do this. Said, yes, I have zero dancing background whatsoever. But? Um, aside from like... I used to dance my life on my coffee table in university. I was the coffee on table. The coffee yeah, table. buddy. That was that my was dance floor. We had a big wood coffee table. It was like oh, four okay. by four. Good little dance floor. Mine. Lampshade. Oh, yeah. Shirts off. <laughs> you were yeah. just partying. Killing it back then. Were you... Uh... But since then, I've not danced. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I am doing this. We've been practicing for a bit. We have a theme. It's happening on October 2nd. I'm going to be looking for donations pretty soon because part of this whole thing is to raise money for Hope's Home. Um, so if you care about children at all, you should donate <gasps> to me. And if you don't, you're like, get out of my life. If you don't donate. The, uh, the donation links will be up soon. So follow me on Facebook. 
My name's Shane Chapman. If you don't know me already after 200 episodes, <laughs> follow me there. And as soon as that, that link is ready, I'm going to post it and I expect all my friends and my enemies to contribute oh, yeah. to my cause. It's not for me. Okay. I'm not getting it's, the money. It's uh, for the kids. I feel like your enemies want to see you fail at dancing. So they'll donate. Right. Like this will be entertaining for both sides, friends and oh, foes. Yeah. They're going to, they're coming just to watch you fall. So the reason why this why this segued into that was because the spray tan thing, we got offered spray, we got offered makeup. They have makeup and hair and tanning available for any of the dancers slash celebrities to get before the show. So you should get a spray tan. uh, Right. (laughs) (laughs) You should be like, how, what's the maximum amount of spray tan? Yeah. Like how (laughs) how dark can we go here in one shot? You better be careful there though. I, I, I agree, but I want to go like holidaying in Mexico every winter dark. Right. Like yeah. give me that. Like leather skin. Yeah. Like your great aunt. Old guy. That skin. Yeah. Give me that one shot. So I was like, well, I don't think I'm going to do hair. I'll be wearing a hat for once. I don't need hair. I don't like the audience is going to be, a, there's freaking 1200 people coming to this thing, but I don't think they'll be close enough to wait. my face that I need makeup, but a spray tan. Hey man. I could do a spray tan. Makeup. Especially when it's free, man. Take advantage. Yeah, like, take just like, free give me a couple tan. coats. <laughs> a couple. I was like, a- for a second there, I was like, a couple coats? <laughs> you want like jackets? No, no. no. <laughs> a couple layers of tan. So anyways, number five. Now that we got that Get out of the good way. good spray tan. So follow me. And I'd appreciate your donation when it goes live. Thank you, everybody. Now on to the rest of the show. <laughs> number five, hire a good contractor. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of ways to get your deck built. Uh, you could tackle it yourself, and that's fine. If you Just, know what you're doing, yeah. and you're confident with tools, and you have some experience, and yep. you want to build it yourself, go for it. You could hire a contractor that has a good price and is available. Sure. Mike on a bike. Your Mike on a bike. Stand in a van. Stand in a van. What else you got? Chuck in a truck. Chuck in a truck. So you could hire those guys, too, to get your deck built. Sure. Um, or you could hire, like Haney Construction referred to previously, the, the pros. Because there is a difference between a specialized deck builder and a general handyman. Yes. When it comes to the the build quality of a deck. Right. A deck is one of those things that people think is like, that's a weekend project. Me and a buddy in a case of beer, we're going to build my deck. And that's like a lot of decks are built that way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of decks are built unsafely that way. There's more to it than what people see, especially when it comes to the structural connections to the house and the whole foundation piece we talked about before. Uh, is very important, and it's the one piece that when a DIY tackles it, it often is not understood properly and is not done properly. It's worth the money to hire a professional deck builder. Right. They will have invested their money, time, knowledge into being better at their craft. They have taken potentially appropriate education or at least experience. Experience, yeah. They've invested in their appropriate tools because saws. Yeah, like there's some specialty tools that only a deck builder are going to have that's going right. to re- result in a better fit and finish for your deck than the guy who shows up with a skill saw and a Brad Nailer. Yeah, he can do it. <laughs> um, they're going to care more because this is what they do. They're going to leave your deck and they're going to go to the next deck and they build their entire business on the quality of their decks. Right. They don't get to go like flip a bathroom, do a good job and then get the referral and then just like pick up work. No, they have to do good job at decks. That's all they do. That's all they do. Not only that, but that's, because it's all they do, they're very, they're very efficient and and um, have great craftsmanship in that trade specifically. Mm-hmm. Because you can have a really good handyman who does thing a lot of things very well, 
but it's unlikely in most scenarios that a good handyman is going to outperform a professional deck builder when it comes to fit and finish and quality and efficiency. Oh yeah. And that's not a knock on their abilities. It's just that when you do the same thing over and over and over again, you get faster, more efficient, and you find ways to do things that other guys who don't do it all the time would know how to do. Right. So you're just better at it. You're much better at it. So that's number five, like spend the extra money on this is supposed to be a 30 to 50 year project you're about to invest in. Right. Think about it that way. Hiring the guy who's the cheapest to put it up or the quickest to put it up, whatever is not the best strategy. If you're looking for a long-term deck here. No. And it's just going to cause you more stress hiring the cheaper guy. Right. I mean, we've certainly got a number of stories where somebody has gone not this route, route. the cheap route ends up redoing things. And like I've said before, a million times, Nothing's more expensive than cheaping out. Nothing. Uh, quote, quote, dash Shane Chapman, uh, 2019. 19? Is that right? 20, maybe. 20. So good money spent. Are you going to see the money at the end? Uh, to, the, to somebody walking by in the park mm. and glancing at your backyard? Probably not. But if you're the type of person who wants and appreciates a good fit and finish, and you want to go in your deck and see that it's professionally done, yeah, this is worth spending the money. I can walk onto a deck and know immediately who built that deck. Like I will pick up on things right away that right. the average homeowner tell. wouldn't see, right? Yeah. I can walk on and be like, that guy, like maybe you're okay with the fact that that board's cut an eighth of an inch shorter than the one beside it. And this is clearly not done with any sort of straight guide or mm-hmm. track saw or whatever, but I see these things. And so if you would appreciate that fit and finish and you want to make sure that your deck is attached to your house properly and is framed properly and right. has used the appropriate joist hangers and fasteners and everything else, spend the extra money to hire a professional deck building company. Yeah, just do it. The, I, I, I also think that the, the stress of the whole process will be much lower generally with a good contractor because they're going to see things that your normal general handyman might not catch right off the bat. Like they're going to be able to predict yeah. the process much better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they'll, they'll be able to minimize the number of uh, surprises that happen yeah. along the way, the number of mistakes. If they run into a problem, they'll know how to solve it right away without kind of full stop on the project and be like, oh, shoot, I didn't, uh, yeah. what do I Whoops. do when there's like nothing here to attach to? Like, they'll just, they know. They've been problem solving these exact things for a, a lot, um, a lot more than, than Handyman will have done. Yeah. And so, like I said, there's, like, sometimes there's nothing wrong with hiring a Handyman, just have your expectations about yeah. what you're going to get in the end. Exactly. Right. It's, it's no different than taking your, uh, you know, your car to service at a certified mechanic somewhere. That's, you know, all they do is work on Fords because every mechanic, all they ever do is work on Fords. <laughs> but, but I think they'd fix them by now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? If there's a specialized uh, mechanic that specifically only works on Audis. Yes. And they know the car inside and out, or you can take this, to a buddy who has a garage who on the evenings and weekends dabbles in doing some mechanics because he grew up on a farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. at the end of the day, you might get your car fixed the same, maybe. Yeah. Pretty good chance the guys at the audio dealership are going to be much more efficient, quicker, and more professional and, like, do a better job at the end mm-hmm. uh, than the guy who's never really worked on an Audi before but is familiar with the general principles of mechanics. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, yeah. I, I see it very similar to, like, if you go to a restaurant that says pizza on it and you order a hamburger, what are you doing? 
right? Like they do, they do pizza. That's what they do. Exactly. You don't go to a Chinese food restaurant and get a hamburger. This is something that Wade, I think this is one of Wade's things he lives by. He gets the hamburger. No, the but he's, but he's like, you don't No, He, he's not that guy. <laughs> he, he often says like, you don't order, like you order what the restaurant's good at. Yeah. You order what the restaurant, you don't good go at. to seafood place and order steak. That's what he's saying. Oh, he's yeah. like, uh, no, they're, That's they're silly. known for their seafood. Yeah. And he's also like, don't order fish at a steak plate. Like don't go <laughs> sure, to some high end restaurants might be okay. Don't go to Arby's ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Haney construction says he's active today. Yeah. He, uh, I will happily wager the entire cost of HC labor against a handyman H Haney construction labor against a handyman building anything we do game on all handyman handy. So if there's any people. handyman out there that think they can outperform Haney building a deck, uh, yeah, I don't the know wagers if they can handle there. them anyway. <laughs> the offer is there. Uh, less fights with your significant others, says Carly Matheson with hiring a pro, I, th- I assume I, you mean. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they say the that most marriage counselors start over renovations. Is this true? That's where most of the, like something like 70 or 80% of like marriage counseling starts because of I could some sort of home improvement. Can you imagine the amount of conflict there would be between you and your significant other if you were like, okay, we're finally going to build our deck. Okay. And the wife's like, I really want to hire Haney Construction because we've been saving for this for seven years. I want to make sure it's done right. Right. This is our retirement home. This is going to be a beautiful space in our backyard. I want to make sure it's done properly and correctly and safely. I've got family. We've got a big family. Mm -hmm. We are going to hire them to do it. And the husband's like, no, we're not. Why would we like, we, I can, we can save tens of thousands of dollars. I'll just do it. I can do it. No longer. I can do it. My brother, uh, Rob, he'll be over to help me. This is going to be great. If he actually has a brother, Rob, (laughs) if Haney does, like my brother will come over, he'll help me, whatever. And then, and then, then you go down that path and the husband oh, yeah. builds a deck and the husband takes nine months to do it. See, there's the other thing, the time. Right. And then of course, it's not going to be anywhere near the quality. No. There's going to be corners cut everywhere. It's never going to get finished because he's going to get to a point of it being usable and then quit mm-hmm. and put it on pause forever. And then find out that, oh shoot, uh, husband didn't apply for a permit, uh, Deck was built over top of an easement. City inspector comes by, says no permanent stop work order. You got to tear this deck out. You're three feet into your easement. Got to tear the deck uh, out. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That would be. <laughs> how much conflict there would be between that couple if that's how that played out. And I don't think that that scenario is too far fetched. No. I'll bet I you that's played so. out that way a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you would never live that down. I mean, what you went and spent forty thousand dollars in materials. Your husband right? buggers it up because he thinks he's going to save you uh, a couple, like twenty five thousand dollars. And there's no argument. Butchers you can it. Win after has to that. rip the whole thing down, and then you got to shapelessly make the phone call back to Haney Construction to say, like, "Hey, mm, man, remember that job? Remember how I said uh, I was going to do it? Because you were too expensive. Now you got to do it. So your deck that was going to cost 65, then cost 40, then ripped it out, then cost 65 again. Oh, that's like 105. That's like $100,000. <laughs> and a marriage. So, like, it's rough, man. It's rough. Uh, what else we got here? I like this analogy here from Haney Construction, too. A horse can kick my teeth out, so why would I hire a dentist? Just because he knows what he's doing? <laughs> yeah. Obviously. <laughs> I mean... 
Uh, precision construction. Real builders do research and educate themselves on code, better practices and products, all things that benefit the client. Well, that's right. was, that, was that Glenn Matheson? Might have been a little bit of a oh, shout out to Glenn there. <laughs> but think about how much more knowledgeable a, a pro deck builder is about the products, the process, the codes, everything, than a guy who doesn't live in it is. Yes. You know what I mean? Like these guys, like they, they live and breathe it all day long and then they go to these trade shows and then they, ha- they subscribe to a magazine and then they spend their evenings with talking to buddies about it and then they do their research. Like they, they, it's their life. They live it. You cannot be like, this is the equivalent of, God, we're heavy on analogies today. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate analogy podcast. Imagine this. You have, you've fallen into some sort of game show. Okay. This is going to be a really good analogy. I'm waiting. And the game show is you've got to make 15 three-pointers basketball in a row. You have to make 15 three-pointers in a row. Whoa. Okay. And if you do, you win a million dollar prize, no questions asked. Okay. You're allowed to select whoever you like. Oh, I can. So someone can play for me. Someone can play for you. You have to pick one person and it can be anybody. Do I get less money if I pick someone Now, if else? you do it yourself, okay. there's no cost. Right. But you're also not winning the million dollars. <laughs> like, you're absolutely well, I might. not. <laughs> then, you have a buddy who played some hoops in high school, right? He was a good athlete. Right. Played in the ball team, played hoops. He was pretty good back pretty then. Pretty good. Okay. Has a little bit of experience shooting hoops. Yep. He's going to either help you out for nothing or he's going to charge you 500 bucks to go shoot these hoops. Okay, yeah. At least cover my travel. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. And once again, you're like, well, I can, well, I can save 500 bucks <laughs> and get the million. Or you can hire Steph Curry. And Steph Curry's like, I'm going to charge you $20,000 to come oh, out what? And, and do this for you. Okay. 20000 that's a lot of money, Steph. It is a lot of money. But the odds of Steph Curry hitting 15 in a row are decent. Or three in a row? You said three, right? 15 three-pointers oh, in a row. 15 three-pointers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Steph okay, Curry can do that. Yeah, he can. He do is that. capable of doing that because he lives and breathes basketball and he's a pro at it and he's the best at what he does. Mm-hmm. If you are going to shoot threes, who else are you going to take out there right now? You're going to take Steph Curry. 100%. Because your shot in a million bucks is, is decent with him. For 20 and, and for 20 grand. With your buddy, you saved a bit of money, but the end result is you're out 500 bucks. Yeah, you're not winning. Zero chance you're winning. Zero. Zero. This is a good, this is a good way to look at it. Chet. Chet's, a, Chet's great. Chet nailed four three-pointers one time in grade nine. <laughs> it's now in 20 years. He's not hitting 15 in a row. You're not hitting 15 in a row. No. You've never even played basketball before. Ever. No, you understand the mechanics of basketball. You've watched it on TV before. Looks easy enough. It's just a basketball. It just has to just go in the hoop. Ball. Easy enough. Hoop. Yeah, physics, right? God damn, that was a good analogy. That was a good one. Right? I like that. So don't just hire anybody to build your deck. Hire Steph Curry. No, don't hire Steph. What you taught me was not to hire Steph Curry. Right, right, right. Okay, so I failed on the execution <laughs> of the analogy. Uh, deck Protect says, huge disagreements with my wife. I love her, but that reno was crazy. And he's in the biz. <laughs> yeah, he, he builds stuff. Yeah. What else we got here before we wrap up? Haney Construction. Larry Bird did that in a warm-up shirt. I pick Larry Legend. That's a good point. So you pick, shirt, would you check. still pick Larry would Bird? You, yeah, today. Do you pick Larry Bird today over Steph Curry? Oh. He'll still take a 68-year-old Larry Bird. Oh, look at that. F-Chet. 
So there you go. That's my, uh, my, that's my pitch higher. I mean, do, do your deck yourself. If you want, we just like, we've witnessed this. We, a, a DIY can sometimes do an okay job. Uh, I've never seen it be great. No. So if you're, if your expectations are high, hire somebody who knows what they're doing, hire the pro. Do you have anything to add to that Bryce? Uh, yeah, it's better to, it'd be better to finance and hire a pro and make payments than to do it yourself. And then, have something fail Bugger on it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, just save up a little bit more money. Yeah. Cause it's worth it. It is. And then you like these guys, these pros are going to give you a warranty as well. So in the event, yeah. something does maybe go wrong inadvertently for some reason, whatever, you've got somebody to call. You're yeah. not just relying on your own, like good luck getting hold of Chet. Yeah. Who helped you four years ago with your deck. Like that's not happening. No. Uh, Haney wants us to make uh, DIY equals POS t-shirts. POS? <laughs> I don't know if I'd go there. I don't want to go there. DIY is fine. Maybe we'll do behind the phone booth t-shirts. Behind like, the phone booth. Secret yeah. door. And in the back room is a place where Haney can shop. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, watch my donation link for Swinging with the Stars. See you Appreciate next week. it. Take it easy. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.